0: Yo, 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 yo. Hello, herleros. Zelle is a great way to send money to family and friends no matter where they bank in the United States. I would love to celebrate right now because Uh. what I recently used Zelle for was at the nail salon.
1: Oh, okay. Ladies,
0: family, on this. After you get your manicure, pedicure, whatever cure, you don't want to dig in your pockets. You don't want to scratch up your nails. And you know, fellas, we be getting our nails done in the summer, okay? Yep, yep. Well, now we don't have to because all we got to do is use our cell phone which is already out and scan the qr code boom i could pay my nail salon right then and there it is so efficient i don't mess up my nails and i'm very happy thank you zell what about you guys
2: well you know i have a little hack that i do you know I, i uh you know instead of subscribing to a bunch of streaming services by yourself it's good to split the cost so i like to do that with certain people On certain streaming services, I just use Zelle, and I, you know, I send my money for that month's streaming service to whoever I'm splitting it with. The money goes straight into their bank account in like minutes. We all get to watch movies for half of the price. So this is my hack.
1: Ah. If you want to use
2: it, you can. But this is how I use Zelle.
1: Wow, that's so smart. Well, guys, with summer right around, you know, July fourth and everything. You know, Rachel, by the way, thank you for coming to my barbecue. Well, not my barbecue, my scaffolding patio, you know, takeout (laughs) event, you know. Well, it wasn't just, you know, some close friends. Rachel, thank you for coming. Jamie, got to invite you next time. Thank you for inviting me
0: to crawl through your window onto the (laughs) scaffold in front of your building that you decorated and furnished. It was lovely.
1: Well, thank you for coming. But you know, again, Rachel, Zell saved the day. Had some friends there. Didn't have any money. Was a last minute thing, and I took care of everything with Zell. So it was beautiful. If Zell wasn't there, it would have been a different story. So Zell came to the rescue.
2: Zell to the rescue. Yeah. I?
1: Yeah. Well, you
0: heard it first. The host of Latinos Out Loud, you Zell. So you guys out there, hello, Look for Zell in your banking app today.
3: Yo, 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 yo,,
0: yo, 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 yo. Yo, yo, yo,
3: yo, yo,
2: yo, 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 yo. Yo, yo. Yo, yo. If you're watching Rachel right now, she just says, yo, to the ceiling, to the heavens. She's just like, yo. The hills are alive with the sound of yo.
0: I yeah. do a lot with my hands as I yo. It's very spiritual. Mm. Um, I suggest you try it. If you know, we,
2: if if we ever went to like the desert, I want to see Rachel just yell out "Yo" into oh the abyss. Oh my god! You know, when people go to the desert, they just want to just let it out and just yell at the top of their lungs. So I feel like Rachel would go <laughs> to uh, I don't know I, I, I don't more, I don't know names of deserts, but Vegas. She go to Vegas somewhere.
3: Vegas. the Joshua tree or something?
0: (laughs) Where were you in social studies, Jamie? Well, you're not
2: going to go to the Sahara. It has to be no, a place you know? where like, you can just kind of... I will
0: say this. I can't believe I've been to the temples of Tetuacan, okay? I've been to the temples of Giza, and I've never yowed from from atop of them. I'm almost ashamed. I'm almost ashamed to say that I did not yo, because the acoustics, especially from Tetuacan, those of you who have been to Mexico Teta, City... Teta,
2: Kwan, what is that? Oh, here we go, Frank.
0: Frank, <laughs> Frank really?
2: Problematic, Really,
0: Frank? Frank? Uh, I know you are an only OnlyFans all day today, but like we're trying to do the podcast right now. And by when I say I know you've been on OnlyFans all day, I, I mean me. Now listen, Tetuacan, if you don't know, the acoustics there are crazy. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. the Medicine Men would like go on top of the like thing and say something like Caca! and it would like echo throughout.
2: Anyway, the Medicine Man? What, there was like a pharmacy there? Or something? I don't
0: know. I just think it was like the curandero on top of the mountain, like telling everybody how to cure the coronavirus or something, and like. But you you know,
2: yo, back, back when you went then, yo wasn't part of your brand, right? So, you, you know, now, it is, now it's like, you, yeah. if you went now, you definitely would have to be like, yo! And then, like, Jamie? be like, all right, you know, that's trademark, y'all, so Jamie? y'all can't yell this out like I just did. <laughs> Jamie?
0: I just need to tell you that yo has always been a part of me, okay? Ooh, in some
3: you came out way, with yos, huh? shape
0: or form. Exactly. I came out <laughs> yoing and not crying out of my mother's vagina, okay? <laughs> that's how deep it goes, and that's how throwback it is.
2: No, now, but I mean, like in conversation, but I'm, like, were yeah. you normally yelling out yo? For an extended no. period of time. No, no, I
0: was not. You are correct in that arena. You're correct. Okay.
2: So that's but what I mean.
0: As a girl from Brooklyn, I've been saying yo <laughs> right. since yo was uh, like a, before it was in a yo-yo phrase. Oh, like, you shit. know what I'm saying? Before
2: it was before MTV <clears throat> raps. Yes. Yo
0: MTV raps. Wow. Before it was then. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was that. Maybe around the same time. I'm not trying to like let our listeners think I'm a vieja. And so before late. pro-yo.
1: Pro-yo. Pro-yo. Before Folio was
0: a thing, a thing thing, because it's a thing thing now. Uh, speaking of, hi, New York City. Hi, this is the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Everybody outside of New York City, you're good. I'm saying hello to New York City right now because it's a heat wave. And I'm, I'm checking in on everybody. Everybody in New York City, are you okay? Tap in.
2: Tap <laughs> I'm give in, you a let word. me know. I'm going to give you a word to describe the weather right now. <laughs> and tell me if you think this describes it. Sweltering, Ooh. <laughs> yes. sweltering heat. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, that's 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 the word I, I that comes to mind.
0: I'm gonna use a word, and I'm gonna say sticky. It's been very sticky, sticky, like sticky. sticky. That's Frank, sticky, do you have a word? Uh,
1: caliente.
0: Okay, I like that Spanish. Good yeah, choice. Caliente. Good choice.
1: Karen would say caliente.
0: Well, it is caliente here at the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Just letting you know where you are. Um, I'm glad to hear everybody's okay, and and the, you you guys look hydrated. You guys look like you've been drinking your water.
2: Yeah, I'm drinking um a little Bud Light seltzer right now. Right. Um, Ooh, me too. Wow. Organic
0: plug. They're organic coming
2: through. Plug. They're coming through. I don't want to be advertising. <laughs> you know, <laughs> usually we leave this for the for the ads, but yeah. um I'm actually drinking it right now. So shout out to Bud Light seltzer. Retro tie dye. Cherry Lime Aid, this is, all right. you know, I feel like I'm in Woodstock right now with this tie-dye drink. You but, look uh, like
0: you're <laughs> enjoying it, but I think you should pour a little out for the Mafia homies, right? Oh, yo, I
2: saw what bad. is happening, Frank? Can you tell us what is happening right What's now happening? with all our favorite Mafia Forget pop about it. culture actors? What is happening? Um, you, who, I, we I, just lost someone. We just lost someone. Today! Another. Two right? hours ago, Holy Paul smokes. Sorvino from the from Goodfellas. So, so wait a Ooh. minute, the,
1: the Paulie Walnuts, Ray Liotta, and Paul Sorvino have died like within like the first month or, two, or like two months, right? I think.
2: Yeah, Re- they're all recent, and if and you have to add in James Caan from Godfather. Yeah. Holy shit! If you want, yeah, this is a. It's like you know God is whacking all our favorite <laughs> uh, you know Holy favorite mafia shit. actors. Wow! Um, wow! It, 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 there's gonna be. Uh, uh, you know uh, A tough A tough a Bunch of angels um, Damn Those right motherfuckers
1: they, man, Those guys gotta be down there And then they're already the up there With Tony
2: done. Tony Soprano yeah. Oh yeah He Shout passed out to, away uh, James
0: Gandolfini James Passed Gandolfini. away That was a sad one Yo That Damn. was a Yeah sad that
2: one. was unexpected Cause Gandolfini Still I feel like Had a lot of a great work Ahead of him as well um, Still young he wasn't that old, yeah. He was yeah, actually, I like, pretty I don't pretty know if he young. took the
0: best care of himself. I think right. he really ate at Satriali's. You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> he ate cannoli for
0: <laughs> Rest in peace. I don't mean to make fun. You know what I mean? But, you know. I
2: mean, yeah, you could tell Sopranos when he just breathed hard after every line. Like, Christopher. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is crazy.
2: So are the...
0: Are the other mafiosos like hiding? Like is Joe Pesci in a bubble right now? Like hey, no, don't come near me. Don't
1: come On the low, I haven't seen Joe Pesci in a minute.
0: Where
2: he? I don't want to lose anymore. I don't want to lose Pesci. I don't want to lose no. De Niro. I no. don't want to lose oh, no, Pacino. No. no. Oh, don't do that, no, Jamie. No. Stop it, please! Don't do I don't want to lose Tony Danza. Wait, he yeah. wasn't in the mafia, Tony Danza. <laughs> but he sounds like a mafioso. <laughs> hey, Angela, wait, Angela? Where's the spaghetti over? Here? Did he ever
1: get with her? Like I always wonder. Did he ever? Did he ever
2: get with her they in the up show
0: for a while? On the show? Up?
2: No, but right? and at that, that actually, you know how when like people. When they do the will they won't they, and then when they finally hook up, the show's not as interesting. Right. <laughs> so they hooked up, and like in the last season, yeah. and then it got canceled in the last season. I it was t- like, even
1: as a kid, I yeah. was like, yo, why doesn't this dude like get on this lady that she was fine as hell? I didn't get or,
2: that. You don't I, shit where you eat, bro. That's uh, true. About, yeah, yeah. He was making money there.
1: You're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What he about was...
0: Mona? Mona was this, like, horn dog grandma <laughs> <laughs> MILF. Like, hey, Tony. Like, she would have given it up so easy. I don't know why he wasn't opening up that vacuum bag. You know what I'm saying? Right? She was a milf yeah.
1: before milf came out, right?
0: She was a grand milf, yeah, yo. <laughs> Some and she was horny like, ass, she was yeah. not shy.
2: <laughs> she would be talking about like having sex, like right in front of the kids and shit. She'd be yo. like, "Yeah, I just came from, uh, you know, spending the night with Walter." And then the kids are like, "Huh?"
0: Right. The like, writing on that show it could have been a little he too, if you know what I'm saying, Dang. right? Like
2: she, well, was, we know she really was the boss. At, at the end of the day, she was the boss of the bedroom for a man. <laughs> nah,
3: Mona,
0: what are you doing? Mm, Tony, I need you to clean something, Pronto, in the kitchen with me. Come on, with the lights off. Bring your broom. Uh, bring your wow. Broom. Um, okay, Frank.
2: <laughs> Frank, um, since this is happening, and it kind of just seems like it's happening very close to each other, all these deaths. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a conspiracy? I have to ask. You know, what, is there Jamie? some sort of are, what's what's the conspiracy? You know, uh, community saying about this?
1: Well, the conspiracy community is saying right now that you know I always talk to you about gematria, right? The number gematrias. Jumatria uh, gematria is very important. You know, dates and all that. They everything they do is around numbers, right? And okay. the, the word mafia comes out. You get so, some gematria. You put some porvalone on it.
4: You you know, a Ooh, bit sounds of
3: delicious. You know, Can you put wine. it on semolina? Yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs>
0: I
3: love right. semolina some bread. Some prosciutto,
4: you know. You got a little prosciutto
1: in there
3: yeah. with
2: some,
4: you
0: know.
2: Right. Throw yeah, in yeah.
0: some Zeppelin's, please.
1: <laughs> yeah. Dang, I bought carmines. I like carmines. You guys live into carmines? You know. Uh, we're, all right. Now I've we're going. Now we're ever. going away from the topic. We're talking
0: we about Italian food. Frank, wait. Hungry. So what is it? Go back.
1: All right. Go back. Well, the, the word mafia comes out to the most important number, which is I don't know. If you, I told you guys a hundred times. The most important number in gematria is thirty three. So the word mafia comes out to 33. So I don't know what it has to do 33 and is, oh. you know. I don't know, it's a coincidence, but I got to look further into it, Jamie.
2: It's very there's, there's something behind it. We have to look deep into it.
0: Well, well we've got we've, until we got some homework.
2: I'm going to watch Goodfellas. Next time I watch Goodfellas, it's going to be with a heavy heart, man. I'm going to be like, "Zan, yo." Yeah. We 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 lost uh, you know, a couple guys up in this film. So, um, and 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 again, a lot of the other uh, a lot of uh, other actors from different, um, you know, mafia-centric films and TV shows.
1: Very sad. Movies, man. It's it's crazy. Those movies, like, it's like um, they're in our they're in our DNA. It's like we've watched them like I don't know. I've watched each one like over ten times. You know, so
0: those movies, I also feel like whether they come on while you're in flight, or if you're homesick, or if New there's Year's, a pandemic, y- yeah. yep. whenever it comes on. You know, you just watch it. Goodfellas yep. is that film for me. It's one of those films for me. Of course,
2: every time I, I watch Goodfellas, I, I find something new in it. Right? It's oh. a, it, it's that type of movie where, like, it's a long movie, but it moves fast. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I always wanted to walk into some place like Ray Liotta walks into the Copacabana, right? Yeah. Going, oh, yeah. Through the, back, going through door, the, back, the back door.
0: The side door. Yup, yup. Oh, yeah.
2: Then just hey. like talking to having many conversations with people as you walk by them. You're like, Yo, you still you still here, bro? Yo, right. go home to your kids, bro. And then just keep walking through the kitchen.
0: Didn't he get like a piece of bread and dip it in sauce or something <laughs> as he was walking to the yeah. seat? Or did I make that up? No, I, feel I like think he, he did. I think
2: he okay. did. Think he <laughs> <good>. <laughs> you gotta get a little bit of like you gotta taste something in the kitchen if you walk through the kitchen. Yeah, oh.
0: meanwhile, homegirl, do you know what it is to be a woman? As a man is taking her through the back way of the Copa, like what that must have felt like, like she, amazing.
2: Oh yeah. She was like, "Yo, I thought you worked in like construction or whatever the fuck."
0: Yeah, um, yo, that's how you do it. That's, that's classy. How you do it. Classy.
2: So RIP, R.I.P. to all those, you know.
0: And, and wait, didn't they set up the table for him? Like, when they arrived, they flipped the table and, like, set it? Or, or am I, I, I... I'm trying to remember details. No, yeah, like, and
2: they gave him, like, the... It was, like, the, the, the best VNP. table in the house. Come yes. on. They had the best. They had the and best. And then right when he sat down, already somebody was, like, like sent him a drink. It was, like, this is, uh, <laughs> you know, this drink is coming from uh, that table over there. And it's, like, Classic. oh, thank you, bro. Thank you, man. Yeah. Classic.
0: Well, RIP to all these mafia guys. and RIP to a certain food that Jamie's <laughs> obsessed with. Yo. Okay, so I see right it before, on
2: the show notes, Watch. right before we got on air I got like a notification, and I'm like, okay, who else? Is someone oh, else pass snap. away? You look Is some I know. You look so sweaty you and look bothered. Disheveled. What's going I, on? I, wow. Okay. <laughs> 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 I didn't think I was going to get that sort of treatment. You look horrible right now. You look about to pass out.
0: Are you going through something?
2: Check it out. <laughs> Do you
0: want to step set oh, this one out or?
2: And here's the thing. And so I just found out that choc- the choco taco has been discontinued. Oh, or the Choco Taco, sh- however you want to pronounce it. The Choco Taco. Um, and if you don't know what the Choco Taco is, because evidently... No idea. I didn't know. No I didn't idea. Know. I have no El idea. you got to back me up on this. I don't understand how no one here knows what a Choco Taco is. No. Nope. Um, no. Nope. Okay, so <laughs> the Choco Taco <laughs> is an ice cream. It's in a waffle cone, right? And it's like, and you eat, it has nuts. And chocolate and ice cream on the top. Okay, now I know what it is. Well, there it is.
3: That's
0: why I don't know what this is. It's it's encased in nuts. I would die. I would die opening uh, opening the wrapper.
2: (laughs) And that's the thing. When you eat is together, it's it's in the shape of a taco. Um, Everything is together. So when you take one bite, you're eating, you're getting ice cream, the cone, Mm. the nuts, and the chocolate in one and every bite. It's just all a big mix. Okay, sounds good. Um. And not worth so,
0: dying, but it sounds good.
2: So it's discontinued. They're not. They're not making anymore. Um, and look, oh, yes, good. some people might think the Choco Taco is like some form of Klondike cultural appropriation. You know mm, what I mean? I like Klondike oh. bars.
1: Those are the best.
2: Um, it is from Klondike. The what would you do for Klondike? What bar? Would I you would do, do for a lot for chocolate Taco. You like that? I know why you like that. I, you like that. They, that I would that, do a lot for Choco Taco. I would go through a gang initiation for a <laughs> Choco <charcoal>. Taco. <laughs> <laughs> like you really want this, <laughs> there, that's deep. Damn, it's deep. It real. It's Not real. Not since they stopped selling the, um, the WWF ice cream bars. You remember those? Yes. Like, I haven't felt this strongly about an ice cream uh, bar or, or I don't know what you want to call this. This is a taco being discontinued, right? It's such a loss for the ice cream community. Wow! Um, look, I know Damn, Joe Biden was bro. shouting out breakfast tacos last week. Ooh. Oh, right. Where was the support for Choco Tacos, First Lady? <laughs> Hello! <laughs> if you knew this was hap- this was you know very possibly happening where Choco Tacos were um, going to be discontinued. Like, yo, bring it, bring you know, say it in a speech, right? Get the word out because we need to save this thing. I don't Damn, understand, wow. I don't I'm never going to have bro. this anymore. Um,
0: sorry, Jamie. I'm sorry for your loss
2: yes Sorry. me too.
0: condolences
2: yo i'm gonna ask
1: around in the heights there has to be somebody like on the low i got like a you know a pack of you know maybe five packs you know because people always you know they steal stuff before they know it's gonna go you know out so you know there's always
2: somebody where you know
1: somebody if i find
2: out i'll let you know somebody gotta come out with another you know type of a prototype yeah. for a new choco taco Okay. even or or, or chocolate burrito i don't know if you want to if you want to just experiment with ice cream mexican foods do it please
0: chaco chalupa
2: chaco chalupa sounds good to me <laughs>
0: No? Any buyers? Why no? does that sound?
2: That sounds like some shady like agent or something. Yo, 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 I'm Choco Chalupa. Here's my card. I think you should do modeling. Um... <laughs> Call me.
0: Call me. We're going to make a lot of money together. You're going to make it big. What's his name? Choco
2: Chalupa? Choco Chalupa. I don't know. He said he was going to get me in a new... He said he was going to get me in a Drake video. Um... <laughs> Bad Bunny, he said I was gonna go on tour in Bad Bunny. I don't a
0: guy know. named Choco Talupa told you that you were gonna be in a Bad Bunny video. Wake up! <laughs> go back to beauty school. <laughs>
2: uh, I oh, told you geez. I met him at the Manhattan Mall, but <laughs> oh, he's God. for real. Here's the thing. So, yeah, rest in peace to the Choco Taco. I'm telling oh, you, shit. this is a sad week all. You know, all all across the board, it's a sad week. We lost, you know, Sorvino. Now we lost a Chaco Taco. So I need some good news. I need some good news. Rachel,
1: yes. Please, Rachel, can you please? I got
0: your back. I got your back. Good news is my middle name, okay? All right, Uh, right, guys. I'm going to keep it as short and sweet as possible um, because I know we're all still mourning some losses here. (laughs) Jamie's like lighting some candles behind him. Ice cream for ice cream, cream, all right? Uh, That's not going to work out, by the way, ice cream candles. (laughs) Um, But, okay. So. I recently was invited to participate at the Brooklyn College Comeback Commencement, which was the graduation ceremony for the classes of 2020 and 2021, whom did not get a ceremony because of the pandemic, which is so sweet in and of itself to give these kids the opportunity to, and some not kids, some adults, um, but to give all the graduates the opportunity to walk down the aisle with their cap and gown and make their families proud. So guys, I still can't believe it. Pinch me. I was invited to be the keynote speaker at this commencement, like, like the headliner, like, like, you know, the the speech deliverer. And, and I was like, I accepted and I prepared my speech because I dialed back to all of those commencements that I myself was sitting there in my cap and gown, whether it was junior high school, high school or college and there were certain guest speakers that stood out to me. This is funny. You're going to laugh, but there was a certain politician that we all know of that has been at every single one of my graduations. And his name is Charles Schumer. Chuck Schumer. Oh,
1: oh, Chuck, Chuck (laughs) Chucky, my boy.
0: I just wanted to throw that out there. He's been, he's spoken at every, and I love the way he speaks. He's a Brooklyn guy. Oh yeah. And you know, I just, anyway. Uh, He's
2: he's not, he's not shy for attention, that guy. Always right? Schumer. He's always if you get a microphone in a crowd he's always like I'll I'll talk. Yeah.
3: Thank you. Get but me in. There.
2: Do you I think not... it's maybe like Amy Schumer's like since it runs oh, in the family maybe like he, shit, th- yeah. it's just Are a performing a performative. Yeah. Damn, you connected it. I, I think that's an uncle know. or a cousin or some or something no like that.
0: way! I never knew that.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that makes related.
0: so much sense. Interesting. <gasps> well, 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 well. <laughs> I say that to say What I grabbed from our friend Chuck Schumer was that realness. I said to myself, I could go up there and sound all collegiate and use big words that I don't know what they mean. You know, thank Mm -hmm. you, thesaurus. Or I could go up there and start off my speech with a notorious B.I.G. lyric and see what happens, which is exactly what I opted to do. Um, My speech basically pivoted around the pivot about how those that... Those of us that were concentrating on one thing that may have gotten interrupted by the pandemic had to adapt and shift accordingly in order to survive. And they, as college students, also had to do that. The the standard operating terms of being a college student just went out the window with this pandemic. Mm. Everything was virtual. These kids had to learn science virtually without... Looking at things, you know, without putting goggles on, without being in a lab, they had to learn things. It it was really just inspiring for me to talk to these kids because I'm really proud of their accomplishments. And I kept it very real. My speech is available, actually. It's on my Instagram page. Um... When I, when I watched it the second and third time, and even the fourth and the fifth. Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, and when I slow-moed it, and, um, and I just went word by word.
0: Right. When I hyperlapsed the speech and watched it at an IMAX theater.
2: <laughs> Rachel's just, like, analyzing it like the, like the JFK assassination. And she's like, okay, right here, when I turn left... You see my good side? <laughs> um, I... Well,
0: at timestamp, no, I don't know the timestamp, but I'll call out myself on a couple of things because, you know, I love to make fun of myself here on this podcast. Okay. I was so nervous, friends. I was so nervous. I felt confident about my speech. I read it one last time in the bathroom with my handler. Believe it or not, <laughs> VIP, I had a handler. Thank you, Brooklyn College, for oh, sending me shit. someone to just, you know, Do everything for me, get me water, help put my I had a cap and gown. I had a commemorative cap and gown on, which was so beautiful. And Mm. it was a moment when she was putting it on me. It just felt good to be back at Brooklyn College on campus and at such a prestigious ceremony. And then right before oh, I should say this, oh I have something I have show and tell.
1: Oh shit. So right Uh
3: hold on.
0: I know this is a podcast and you guys can't see this, but right before we all took the stage, all of us in our caps and gowns, the president of the school, President Michelle Anderson, was like, do you have a moment? I want to give you something. And she pulled me over and I'm going to get emotional. She bestowed me with this beautiful... Beautiful plaque.
2: Wow, Rachel. Okay, Stronson. this is like a Rose. really big plaque. If you're
1: whoa, that took up like the whole like that. I can't see you no more, Rachel. This took up the whole. Wow, damn.
0: Beautiful.
2: That's something you put like in your own personal library or some Jeez. shit.
0: If I may read it on air, it's a certificate of appreciation in recognition of my participation in the 2022 Brooklyn College Comeback Commencement, honoring the graduating classes of 2020 and 2021 as the keynote speaker, and my dedication and service to my alma. Mater. I'm very proud of this. It's going to go on my wall. Um, I also, in my speech, shouted out Genesis Paredes. Y'all know her as Jenny Jen. Because Jenny Jen, our former intern, former employee red carpet correspondent Nine. for the New York Latino Film Festival she was in the audience oh, she was sweat. in the building because what? she's part of the class of 2020 oh yes holy smokes so I shouted connection. her out and holy of course smokes. her and I are so similar because I would have done the same thing don't tell I... me she screamed out don't she, tell she me, screamed what? oh my god <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of my speech she goes oh, no. I, she goes I love you loca
1: <laughs> in wow.
3: front of everybody with the
1: and,
0: echo and, effect
2: and, holy and,
0: shit and on the microphone I was like I love you too girl Bye. okay <laughs> and I just wanted to shout her out because of she is, is is an incredible inspiration and you've got to know her case to really understand her strength and power um I, you know, we got to get Jenny Jen back on the show to really talk about it, but she is killing it right now. She's cultivating her own path, and I love how she's doing it. Also, she uh, is a graduate of the TV and radio department, at Brooklyn yeah. College, and is now working for a major, major film and television production company here in New York City. So shout out to Jenny wow. Jen. Wow. So, yeah, yeah, we're connected to the school here at the Latinos Out Loud podcast. I'm really, really excited. And I reconnected with some wonderful professors. I'm really proud to have been a product of the Puerto Rican and Latino Studies Department and the Business Department, um, and to have also been an adjunct lecturer at the school for several years teaching multicultural marketing. I love connecting with students. There's just something very unique to being a teacher. And anybody out there who's taught anything, whether it was a master class or an Instagram class or a college class, in my case, there is just something to be said about elevating another person and arming them with information that you know they're going to use in the future. And in my case back then as an adjunct lecturer of multicultural marketing, my goal was to equip these kids with knowledge of these segments of the Latino, Latina, X, Y, Z, the LGBTQIA, the Asian American and the African American segments. Those are key segments to understand as a marketer, no matter what kind of marketer you're going to be, even if you're not going to market a product to these segments it is important you know the spending power and consumer behavior of these segments because they are over indexers we are over spenders especially in specific categories like entertainment which is part of the reason why we're here why we're here Mm. we're here because we're you know we're here to help fill that gap you know or or i should say bridge the gap you know i'm saying we here we outside all right brooklyn college i love you I love you so much, and Woo. I never knew I would love you this much. I swear, I was going to go to Stony Brook, yo.
3: No, I was supposed to go to shit, Stony Brook. shit, man. Nah, <laughs> yes. Fuck.
1: Nah, nah. Yo,
0: I was supposed to go to Stony Brook. I do know if I ever talked about the story here, but, like, all my girls were going there, and it was set got accepted, got accepted to Bingo, got accepted to Buffalo, all these schools, but my heart was set on Stony Brook. But then my father, of course, was like,
1: You're staying in Brooklyn.
0: Well, thank you to my sister. Shout out to my older sister. (laughs) Shout out to my older sister because she went away to school and came back at Diabla, and my dad was like, we're not doing this to the baby. So he's like, we'll buy you a car if you stay home for school. And if you don't like Brooklyn College after a year, you could go to Stony Brook. And I ended up loving it I ended up getting a job in my field So I started working, commuting Being a full-time student, um, part-time worker It was great And I got a well-rounded education And I never knew I'd be this connected still 21 years after graduating
2: And so just any tips for anybody who is asked to do a commencement speech? Because it seems to me like I'd be overwhelmed with like How long should it be? Uh, how many, how can I, when, where can I be funny? Where should I be serious? Mm. So any tips for anyone who has to do a commencement speech?
0: I have very many, but again, that would be a masterclass and you guys have to pay for that. I can't
2: be giving all that away. So this was, this was, uh, this is really, I'll give a few. Okay. I was like, we Mm -hmm. could totally make this an ad. So if you want Rachel's commencement uh, masterclass, (laughs) pay $29.99 and
0: <laughs> COD, for four weeks <laughs> cash on delivery they don't even use that term anymore right like okay look I cannot do a master class this was my first commencement address but not my first address not my first time at the speech rodeo I think every time I've done this I always have to bring it back to who I am yes I'm speaking at a prestigious place at the Walt Whitman theater of Brooklyn College this place holds I think 2,000 there is several thousand graduates here, uh, a lot of important people, you know, but I said, who would I be if I showed up here 21 years after getting getting my diploma and knowing that I'm the same person that I was back then? How can I come up here and pretend I'm somebody that I'm not? So I Hmm. tapped into Notorious B.I.G. Because who is Rachel La Loca? She loves Notorious B.I.G. And my love for Brooklyn runs deep. And so I threw in a few lyrics. And every time I threw in a lyric, I got a yurr from the audience. (laughs) So I say that because find your Notorious B.I.G. Find Hmm. your connective tissue that you can keep touting and sort of re-engage and elevate or escalate with the audience. I felt like every time a lyric came out, I grabbed at their heartstrings more and more. And then, so find your Notorious B.I.G., whatever it is. It could be Wilson Phillips, you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't have to be
3: a rapper. You gotta hold a on. Right, you got exactly. on. For, <laughs> on. for, one, shit. for yeah. one more
2: day. For one more day. People are going to be like, wait, what? Is that a song I used from to, from to the love 80s? that song.
0: Exactly. So find the Wilson Phillips. And then the other thing is, for inspiration and, like, where to, like, be comical, those points... Although some were scripted in my speech, many of them came out organically, and I felt the audience and the vibe. Once the first year came out, because I started the speech with "Is Brooklyn in the house?" without, without a, a doubt, doubt. Uh, yes. So that's Forget the it. biggie.
2: That's the biggie line. I thought you were going to go with "So you know, like they say, more student loans, more problems." <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
0: You know what? Next time, I'm gonna send you my V1. If you could just review and punch up and then send it back, that's a good one. I missed that opportunity. Damn. Well, uh, I don't know if the president would have liked that kind of joke.
2: <laughs> no, I don't know if you'd be invited back. So maybe right? was back. it's a good day.
0: I don't know about that. Well, well, anyway, uh, yeah, find the notorious or Wilson Phillips and then find the realness. And if you're a comedian, yeah, they're going to be relying on you for some comical moments. But if you're not a comedian, just be you like, and let the moments that are organic to you come out, they will present themselves and prepare. Look, I was, I was writing for a few days before, but for some reason, the night before I was in front of that mirror saying it over and over and over again and, and I didn't cry. Guess what? I'm in the bathroom with my handler in my cap and gown saying the speech into the mirror in the Brooklyn College Women's Restroom and I started crying. Mm. And this is like five minutes before we're going out and I'm like, oh no, no my shit. eyes are going to be swollen. My makeup's going to run. Oh great, this is an indicator I'm going to cry on stage now but it was like in our room 28 days when I would be backstage oh no, I don't know my lines Jamie, I'm not going to do good <laughs> (laughs) With the sketch, get somebody else to do it. I forgot my lines. As soon as I got out there, it was just a whole game changer. I felt so comfortable. I felt great. It's such a huge accomplishment. I'm so happy that I get to share it with you guys here on the podcast. I know I'm talking a lot about it, but I'm really so. Don't stop, don't stop, don't stop, don't
1: stop, girl. Don't stop. I'm proud. I'm proud to be on the alumni.
0: I'm proud to be an alumni. I'm proud to be on the Alumni Association and I'm proud to do everything else. I'm giving back to this institution that really gave me some of my best friends, a great education and a place to escape from my parents. You know what I
2: mean? Uh-huh. Like, Is I'm this just an kidding. excerpt from the actual speech? <laughs> no. No, no.
0: I was going to talk about my friends. I had a whole portion, but they gave me 10 minutes. Oh, one last tip. I asked for how much time I had. 10 minutes. I used 8 minutes and 30 seconds. I left a minute and, you know, change for any anything else that would have came out, you know. Um or a standing ovation. You know what I mean? Right. You got to leave time for the encore, thank the you, standing you, ovation, thank you, thank you. the flowers, the autographs, the paparazzi. <laughs> um but where was I going to go with this? Oh, I also asked one of the producers of the event, what are some of the things that the students have been sharing about their sentiments towards learning virtually? And the overarching feedback that I got was that these students were, were resilient. Like their resilience must be celebrated because not only did they do it, they did it through some very uncertain times mm. and they got their bachelor's degree. And many of them were veterans many of them were employees of the school many of them were parents Damn. many of them were over like you know what you would think is college age and hats off to everybody everybody had a different story and struggle and loss you know everybody lost during those times yep. but they still gained their degrees which is so so special
2: their player <laughs> hater their player hated degrees
0: yeah no, yeah, no, 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 no PhDs. Well, were there PhDs though? No, there were masters and bachelors. Okay, well, I hope that that made you happy. It really makes me happy to talk about it. I'm really happy and, and proud of this plaque behind me or this.
2: Congrats, Loca. That was uh, a, great, a great accomplishment. Yeah. That's cool. an awesome accomplishment. You got to hang it up in your wall of Loca back there somewhere. Yeah, you're yeah. going to have to make space. But it's going to take up a lot of wall space. You, Yo. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're going to take down. but uh, That's a museum
2: piece right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I don't know. It's going to have to go next to the Webby certificate. I think the Webby's okay, a w- in okay. between the Dominican Parade Ambassador and the Webby Awards. You all know what right, I mean?
3: All right, all right, all right.
0: Well, I have to say that a school like Bro- Co- Brooklyn College that celebrates the arts and and music and TV, radio, journalism, all of it, it really sh- it strikes a chord, and it's also resonant with the guests that we have on today's episode. Wow! Mm.
2: Yes, I like this that. Is- Right? I like that um, segue. You you could teach a master class on segueing. Yes.
0: Oh, oh, I don't know what you mean by <laughs>
2: that.
3: <laughs>
0: um, yes. Okay. So we're celebrating the arts today because there's a new show that's part of an awesome festival here in New York City. And the show is called Akeron, the River of Tragedy. So it's very exciting that we have two actresses and the director from the show and their names are Martin Balmaceda and we also have Aline Lemos Bernal and Cynthia Perez Navarro. Let's get into it. you guys this is the part of the show here on latinos out loud where we interview someone and in this case someone's amazing (laughs) Oh, my God. We have more than one guest. We love this, you know, because, like, we're not in the studio anymore, which at some point we were in a small studio and we could only have, like, us and we barely fit and we were, like, smelling each other's armpits. It was so tight.
2: And oh, wow. I now, don't remember.
0: You don't remember how we
2: started? Willing, okay? I don't remember willingly doing that, oh. but maybe by accident. How
0: soon yeah. we forget where we came from, Jamie Devo. But now we're on Zoom and we can have multiple guests. So, and from different parts of the world, which we should talk about at some point. There is a new show that is part of a wonderful, wonderful summer theater festival here at a really cool theater, which I just went to not too long ago, the New Ohio Theater. And the show is called Acheron, the River of Tragedy, Chipe Colectivo Escenico. And we have the director right. and two of the actresses with us. Please welcome Martin Balmas. Aline Lemos Fernal and Cynthia Perez Navarro.
5: You got it perfectly. That's Thank one you. take, Thank one you. take Thank Rachel. The yeah. caller. <laughs> there was there was a little stutter.
0: You know, I didn't do the perfect landing, Nadia Comanich. I didn't land it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I tried. Welcome, amigos, amigas to the Latinos Out Loud Podcast. It's really nice to have you here from all over the world. Could you tell everyone where you're zooming from? I think it's just fun to know that we are all over the place.
5: Yeah. Definitely. Mexico City. Woo, woo, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: <networks. laughs> Tenoro, I shout out to meet yeah. Tina Augusto. Imagine you guys are like three blocks away from each other right now and don't even know it. Uh,
2: you live in the same building. You're like, wait a minute. Man. I think I hear them next door.
3: Imagine.
0: No wonder I hear this loud girl, Rachel La Loca, all the time. Now it makes sense. Okay. And Cynthia, Martin, where are you guys uh, calling or Zooming from? Not
4: calling. <laughs> where well, are we? myself, Midtown Manhattan. Okay, <laughs>
0: okay.
4: New York,
6: okay. New York I, yes. The jungle.
0: I... <laughs>
6: <laughs> and I. I'm here from Cholula, Puebla. I. Yeah.
0: Know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's, yes.
6: it's, give us some points of reference. Where would
0: someone <laughs> um, who doesn't know where Cholula or Puebla is?
2: It sounds cool, though. Okay. Right, right,
6: right. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> it is. It is a place that is uh, two hours southeast from Mexico City. It has one of the biggest-based pyramids in the world, it was. Oh. Yeah, oh and it's goodness. one of the ancient uh, places. It's uh, from the Nahuatl choloyan the place of people who fled. So we are also immigrants over here.
1: Interesting. I love it. History lesson,
4: Yeah, and also the best mole. Do you like yeah!
6: Puebla,
4: the best, best model.
3: food. Okay.
6: <laughs> best food of the
3: world. Yes. <laughs> <got it>. And <laughs> best nightlife. Talking night about food. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> we should do wow. the show from
2: there. Right? Yeah.
3: Yeah, you should when I yeah.
0: jump. When I want to jump through the Zoom into Cynthia's oh. apartment. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was quick.
3: <laughs> wow, look at this place. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> okay, we can have fun and do this kind of improv activity all night, people. But we need to talk about your show. Yep. Oh my goodness! Okay, Martin, tell us about the masterpiece that you are directing with these lovely actresses and more, and other actors.
4: Okay, yeah, yeah, this is an amazing project, actually. Uh, this, you know, I I I traveled to to Mexico because I was working in in La Universidad de las Américas Puebla in another production and I got to meet Aline and Cynthia and my boss who, is, uh, who was at that time introduced me to this uh, playwright uh, and his name is uh, um, uh, Javier Villanova and he told me do you want to direct this play? and I say, sure Oh, let me read it, okay. And it was super super difficult. You know what I mean? I say, what am I going to do with this play? Until, you know, it came to my mind, you know, the best thing is to work with Aline and Cynthia. And I gave the two of them the script. And from the first rehearsal, the magic started happening. Mm-hmm. So it, it, was, it was very, very collaborative what we did in the beginning. We, we started the rehearsals and we started working in a very easy way and, and collaborating to each other, imp- improvising. And, and one of the things that I really like too is that uh, Cynthia and, and Aline, they have a, an incredible movement background. So they are mm. like a dancers and actors. And the mm. two of them, the characters of the play is for two men. And we oh. change it to two female characters. And that yes. can, Alina and Sinta can talk more about that. Mm. So, so that, that was the, the beginning. of 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 the project and then it's been growing and growing and growing and growing and now we are at the ohio theater and we are super you know uh happy to be there and this play also is about immigration it's about two characters uh uh, that one is from uh, mexico but he is a legal uh, character in united states and the other one is a young uh, character who wants to cross. And the two of them are confronted and all these dramas started happening. I, I won't tell you more because <laughs> I would like for no. you guys to come to see the show.
2: <laughs> uh, um, I'd, lo- uh, I'd love to hear kind of, uh, you know, uh, des- de- describe the characters uh, both of you play Aline and Cynthia, starting with Aline. Aline, um, yeah, tell us about the characters more specifically, about the character you play.
5: Yeah, um, my character's name is Leonardo. Uh, He's a young man, like, in his 20s. And I have always seen this guy, like, somebody that doesn't want to be himself. Like, he wants to be something else. Like, he wants to... Aspire to something new, something different, a better life, a better way of living. And he's always like trying and trying and trying. And, and yes, and I'm a dealer and I'm an arco and I know what I'm doing. I know my business. I know how these things move. But like at the bottom of, of his heart, he knows that he's not what he's saying. So, when he tries to to show off, the, the only thing that actually shows is the fact that he's a very insecure man, which is um, kind of a, a, a male symptom of, of weakness. You, know, he, he, you want to portray some strength and you end up showing your, your main, uh, yeah, your main weakness. But it has like a strange um, strength, which, which is the fact that he never gives up. Like no matter mm-hmm. what happens, he is still there and he's going to make it. Like he goes through everything and he's going to be there and there. And that, that makes him very interesting, you know, how, how far... Desire can can pushes you, can push a person to do anything, to be willing to lose and risk everything just to to get to the other side. Which uh, I, I, I want to share something about the play. This is, uh, yes, um, a metaphor uh, between Mexico and the U.S., but actually the play is located between life and death. Like there's this river, Acheron, this the river that divides life and death so leonardo um he just died <laughs> wow. wow! so um well actually he's um trying to cross to the to this uh land of of the death so he's between literally life and death wow which makes this metaphor even more powerful Mm.
0: It is. I really love productions like this that entertain, but also have you think of could this be what it is when you die? Like,
5: <laughs> are you in front of a river? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what you know? You have Frank, made it... These questions, like, what yeah, happens right? when you die? Mm-hmm.
0: I I love that we can use art to not answer those questions. But, like, just throw something on the wall and see if it sticks. Like, it could be this. This is what it is in my imagination. Or, or the cuentos that my grandmother told me about seeing the light and seeing a river. Que se yo. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think that we can agree that, like, we can use art to not only share the stories, like, of immigration, but then we can add elements of our imagination that could be the what ifs. What if this is death? this is, this might be the other side of death. Who knows? Um, Mm -hmm. I know you guys are all located in different cities. Could you tell us about the rehearsal process? And then also, where are you in the process? Will you be coming to New York and rehearsing some more before it goes up on stage or, or how's that been, um, being over zoom or in person or how has it been for your process?
6: Um, talking about the rehearsal process, it's being such a great um, way of, of working with Martina and Aline. Um Once we are jumping into the space, there's this like interaction that magic and joy and laughter happens. And um, I think we bring the best version of each other through the work, even though the piece and the and the themes that we're working with they're complex and. Um, there's, you know, this kind of like a denunciation of oppression and uh, the circumstances of how we are talking about um, identity and equity, diversity, and um, through the through the piece in a way, and how complex that could be to, to rehearse. So we have had uh, rehearsals in person, and also a bunch of time through the pandemic time, we have worked through online and Zoom meetings. And we attempt to keep having uh, in-person rehearsals once we arrived in the next days to, to, to New York. Because okay. basically the piece um, requires a, a very strong physicality. For example, mm. my character, it's, uh, his name is Nicanor. And uh, he's an immigrant, uh, naturalized and turned a US border agent basically like a DEA uh, person Um, and that kind of like person who's who's more like his presence represents like power and basically oppression and how can you abuse through violence and through addiction and and, and through cruelty another person because this person has been oppressed and has been Going through this transitory uh, or, tr- or this transition of crossing the water and kind of like transform in this kind of like inhuman person. Um, so he basically has like this energy, like not with much words, but with with physical presence. Mm. and that requires a little bit of a lot of rehearsal.
3: <laughs> so <laughs> yeah.
6: Um, yeah, once we jump in into the into the theater and and soon, we are restarting our our time of rehearsing
1: wow nice. to the to the actresses how was it playing uh, males you know, in in your roles that was there any different preparation you know, to have to go you know and play a male
6: that's a good question <laughs>
3: <laughs> um,
6: I, will, I will i will i feel like um i'm always questioning what what is it with this like binary roles and what those uh, a man or a male figure, a male energy represents, and how do I interact with with that? I feel like it, naturally I I'm always tending to balance that idea of like oh you should you should behave like this because you have like a feminine body or you should do this like there's all this stereotypes that I think we are questioning and um, in a way we then we have like a denouncing like what is that like the male or the men stereotype of behaving um but yeah there's also like a reflection of in this world that we are living how there's this tendency of of this uh, type of ma- masculine mas- mascul- masculinity mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. yes that yes. that has like a, a, a certain energy or certain behavior and we're trying to kind of like question that but also show some of the stereotype or some of the things that happens in in, in, a, in a male figure but we are also in the in between what happens in the in between are we are we really playing the, the male ro- roles are we we are women but what does that mean to be a woman as well like does, mm. can, can can we can't wear this clothes we can't have this aggressive um, powerful uh, energy uh, sharp can be into your face is that too much because we are ladies Mm. actually
4: Mm. in the in during the rehearsal we never set up sort of like uh you're gonna be a a male character or you're gonna be a female character but Mm. what happened is like the boundaries of masculinity and femininity they start merged together Mm. so in one point of the play you can see these characters that they're very aggressive but you you can see both uh genders uh female and male and in between (laughs) Mm. so so something very interesting emerge from this approach
2: Wow! So yeah. good, good writing, but better acting, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. you got to bring it out. You got to bring it out on stage.
3: Yes, <laughs> everything.
5: Uh,
2: yeah. Think, um, m- 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 oh, I'm sorry. You were going to say something?
5: Yeah, the, this play actually plays a lot with, with borders and limits and what it is and what it isn't. And, and mm-hmm. you know, it's always kind of in a very gray area, where a lot of things can actually happen, like mm-hmm. since it's not quite uh defined, there's a lot of possibilities,
2: and the audience can interpret mm-hmm. yes yeah. in, in, in the a way that they see it right which is mm. which is the you know great theater does that right you mm-hmm. know what I mean um mm-hmm. great theater <laughs> no, <I'm
5: sorry. laughs> I got all, like I got all yeah. thespy
2: in there <laughs> um, Martin, I have a question. Uh, um is it easier or harder to kind of direct because this is like a this is like a, um uh a, it, it's really a, uh aline and cynthia together right this is the show
3: uh-huh.
2: right is it harder to direct two people for a whole show two characters for a whole show or is it um is it harder you know is it easier uh-huh. for you to direct a, a giant cast with different scenes and you know, what's your approach to that?
4: Actually, you know, I I, I really prefer um, a large cast because I really like to, you know, to the visual parts of an of a of a play, and I, mm. I love to combine, you know, music, dance, multimedia, and, and many things. And with this uh, production, it was completely the opposite. (laughs) It was about the relationship between Leonardo and Nicanor, mean Aline and Cynthia, and what will happen. And and it's been um, amazing amazing because it's not something that I, I am drawn to, working for hours with an actor for the you know the acting part and the word and things but with Aline and Cynthia they has made me discover all that and actually mm. they have grown the characters so much they were, every time that i was, that, that i see the play i see wow how these <laughs> characters are being evolving so much and and, and in. In in different zones, like emotionally, physically, uh, Mm. uh, how they interact together, how they can be very bitchy together, and
2: they're very (laughs) loving (laughs) together. So, uh, all that. Wow.
0: That is all amazing.
2: All those things together.
0: I, I guess my last question here is, and we kind of broached the subject a little bit, but from the director's point of view, and then from the actors, actresses, however you like to be labeled, I like to say actor, you know, because that sort of encompasses all of us, right? Um, from the actors' point of views, what are some takeaways or lessons that you'd like the audience of the show
4: to leave with after seeing it? Love that question.
0: Yeah. I'm glad you do I like it too I want to know the answer
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's why
4: I asked the question
3: You I'm are like, making
4: us
2: They gotta think about <laughs> this <Yeah>. It's not <laughs> just like a question You just answer <laughs> like,
3: right
5: away
0: You want some like thinking music We could put it in post
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> that, that, that question actually You know it changes Through, through the years Because mm-hmm. we ourselves Have been also evolving Not only our car But, you know, we went through a pandemic, so Mm, (laughs) it obviously changed a lot of things. And I think uh, this play also talks about repetition and things that uh, apparently don't change. But at least my character, he does change, even though everything is a repetition. There's one point in which, yes, there is something that you can learn. And there's always a way of, of learning that can be more um, or can be less violent. And also, is it really necessary to struggle? Is it really necessary to cross a border? Do you really think that there's a better life on the other side?
3: Mm. Do you
5: really think that do you really think that you are so not enough that you want to be somebody else?
3: Mm-hmm.
5: Or you can stay. The way you are, and accept the way that that things are, and try to make a difference where you are.
6: Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I will say that um, um, there's no one story, only story. So there's like overlapping of stories always, and there's this um, tendency of kind of like stereotyping or classifying people, and almost demonizing the, the people who's migrating somewhere or the people who look like someone and um, we want also or at least in my, my my character that is one of the most kind of aggressive and violent or more oppressed like an oppressor um, how can we reflect on how how we carry this um macho latino macho still in our behavior and in how we keep the the this kind of like energy towards our relationships so can we attempt to have more open more fluid more um empathy with the relationships that we have between people um can we can we have less walls and less borders between how we interact with people? Mm. So I think the whole process of of going through this um, piece, I think for me it's been like a questioning of those things that those constructs that we carry, but also those those stories that is not just one perspective it's like an overlap of of many other stories and how we represent those stories and Make bring them in, to the audience, and maybe we can talk about this other topics that might be difficult sometimes to have a, a a dialogue, but make bring the justice to to just put it there into the world, and people can see them. Yeah,
4: actually, you know, for me, uh, um, the playwright Javier Villanova in the play also talks a lot about identity. And I think uh, for me, that was something that really struck me because uh, I, I'm an immigrant. Uh, you know, I immigrated from uh, Santiago, Chile, ah. to New York. Chile. Uh, Chileno. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> and then I immigrated again to Mexico. Oh. and And so... This idea about identity and how you change with time and your identity change completely is something that is very alive in the play. Because myself, I don't consider myself anymore uh, Chilean or neither from USA nor Mexico. So I always... (laughs) <laughs> saying now that I, I am a Chinu new mex mex I l- love the fusion, yes,
3: love the fusion. All about that. <laughs> nice song, <candle. laughs> uh, uh,
4: what, what is something that I would like the audience who go there and sit down and watch this play? I, I think for me, something to do about identity and how identity is fluid A change changes and and, and make you see the world completely different. And Mm. that's for me.
0: Nice. I love that. All right. Well, We've got to drop some information on how people could see the show. Because what I love about this festival, the Ice Factory Festival, is that it's hybrid, both online and in person, right? So if people Mm -hmm. want to see the show, they could very well see it, I believe, on the Thursday online and then in person. And the run of the show is July 27th through the 30th. The new Ohio Theater is so... It's so amazing. Uh, yes. It's just really there's culture. I was recently there to see Candlelight with our friend Mark Rain, mm-hmm. who starred in the show, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just a really nice space. Is there anything else you guys want to say about like how to get tickets or any other information you'd like to share about the show?
4: Um, well, they can follow us in our social media. That is a uh, shippe collect. Escenico uh, mm-hmm. on Facebook and Instagram and also mm-hmm. at the New Ohio Theater Ice Factory and there are all the dates and it's not only our show they have other shows that come in you know after our presentation and before our presentation and, uh, and I No, nah, really... we don't
2: care about those shows No, I'm joking I'm joking okay. <laughs> I love all theater. Uh, <laughs> I but, just, uh, just... <laughs> you know, the,
4: yeah. this year, it has an amazing, you know, uh, different shows. So I invite everybody, you, you know, to go and check it out, all the shows. And and the space is beautiful. The theater is great. It's located in the, in the West Village, in a great location. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's a great, you know, a, Uh, theater to go and see theater that is uh, contemporary with a lot of energy and and from different cultures.
2: And And Aline and Cynthia are going to be flying down (laughs) to be fun. That's going to be fun. And (laughs) and
0: tickets are affordable too. They're only $20. That's really affordable for a a great show.
6: And we have good deals. For our Latino community, Latinx community, in our, um, the Wednesday 27th, we have Latinx community night. So tickets are at 15 bucks. You just need to use your code support15 and people can just show up amazing what was the code again support one five support one five
0: amazing amazing thanks for dropping that loleros i mean we just got a discount code we love a good discount
2: (laughs) code who doesn't if you're in new New york come down watch this show
3: um
2: and, and it and it's it's like it from all your descriptions it's a very it just seems like a very challenging kind of in a good way uh show right. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Really, indeed. Um, but it has indeed, a lot of humor right.
4: too. You oh. know, it's like a good combination of uh, like having fun and and see the other side. You see the both sides.
0: <laughs> awesome.
4: That's awesome. Well, awesome. Thank you all nice.
0: so much, Eileen, Cynthia, Martin. Thanks for zooming into the Latinos Out Loud podcast. And good luck, break legs.
3: Yeah. Thank,
0: thank you
4: much I, Thank you so much for the invitation.
0: It's
5: been so thank exciting to be
4: here with you guys. Thank you. Thank Suerte, thank
0: thank have a wonderful time.
2: Thank you. Okay, thank
4: you. Gracias. Gracias. Bye,
6: bye.
2: bye everybody.
5: Ciao. <laughs> Ciao.
2: Ciao. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so that um, that seems like a really interesting play. Oof. Again, if you're in New York, you got to check it out. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you, uh, are you pronounce Aqueron? Yes. Rachel?
0: Yes, it is called Aqueron, the River of Akeron. Tragedy.
2: Aqueron, the River of Tragedy. At first when I heard the River of Tragedy, I was like, oh, this play is about the Hudson River? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it's not about that. So, Woo! But check it out um, because... Like Rachel was saying in the intro, like the arts is important. The arts is where we're at. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's playing this week. And isn't it nice, Jamie, that, that theaters are open? Guess what? It's part of a festival that's pretty cool, too. So check out the Ice Factory Festival. It's New York's number one summer theater festival. And they're going to be performing at the New Ohio Theater July 27th through the 30th. So make sure to check it out. We're in there, right? We're going to go oh, check yeah. out the show.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, um, please. and shout out. And I think it's cool that they're, they're flying in from Mexico City oh, to yeah. perform. So this is a big deal. It's a big deal for them. And so the crowd, uh, hopefully, there's big crowds for it.
0: Let's hmm. support. Let's support. I. Right. Well, what do you guys think of doing some Keloke? Que, que?
2: Yes. Okay. Let's, let's go. go. Let's go. Uno, tres,
0: For Keloke? Kelo what? Keloke. Who's going first? Anybody? This is anybody's Keloke game, okay?
2: (laughs) Any takers? Um, Um, I can go first. All right. Jay Burns. Um, Shout out to, I'm going to be a guest on a podcast called Shut Up, I Love It. Woo! Shut Up, I Love It. Shut Up, I Love It, hosted by comedy writers Sasha Feiler and Joe Cabello. Um, I
0: love that.
2: The show's about. Pretty much kind of pop culture things you love, and you talk about why you love them. So, I people usually pick movies and TV shows. So, I picked an old 80s John Cusack movie called Better Off Dead. Better Off Dead. And, okay. Uh, I kind of break that movie down, and um, it was the first time they saw it. So, we would just talk about it, and uh, I talk about why I love it. Oh, shit. Um, that's awesome. And I, tell people, I tell everyone to shut up, and I just talk about Hey, My where, love can we,
1: where can we? Where can we listen, this, uh, um,
2: listen to this? It's on episode, iTunes uh? um, and anywhere, pretty much like ours. You could wherever you can find. Um, Yay! Podcasts available, but it's definitely on, it, uh, on iTunes. So, Yay. On Apple, Apple, right. whatever. So, so shut dope. up, I love it. Uh, it's out. Yeah, by the time you listen to this, it's already out. So, All right. it's a funny episode. You know. I'll check it out, man and uh, and also shout out to Sasha the co-host one of the co-hosts because she had a baby literally like days after we oh recorded oh my so, god so you go glad, girl Sasha. go mama nice. wow. she was podcasting right up until like the last possible time that she could wow I, I was the last guest before she you know um you know she uh, the, it popped out is that a, that's what people is that how you call it sometimes, sounds- sometimes
0: they I hear that they could pop out. I hear they may they, they pop sometimes out. pop out. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't pop out in my case. No.
2: Um. Okay. Uh, no. And yeah. uh, and also and Instagram J Ferns and um, and Twitter J underscore Ferns. That's hey. all for me. Who's next?
0: Oh, I don't care. Frank, you, me, the B. Um,
2: me again? Okay, so... Um, you know, of course, we got to give a massive big ups to the peeps at Yedo.com, the news and lifestyle platform for Latino men. And you know, they always have the lowdown on the latest stories impacting Latinos, and we love them for it. So if you don't know, now you know. Go to com to find out what they're all about. Uh, Frank, do it. Uh real quick, uh shout
1: out to David Ortiz, Big Papi, Big uh, making it into Bobby.
3: Cooperstown.
1: Yeah, he just got in. So shout out to him. Shout out to the Dominicano, Yatusabe, you know, Big Papi in the house. I'm not a Boston fan, by the way. So but yeah, you, you got know, some Yankee
2: out. fans. You don't want them to turn off yeah, the, yeah, the podcast. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just
1: keeping it, I'm keeping it above. You know, shout out yeah. to him, Dominican. I got I mean, you know, I gotta give him love anyhow, but shout out to him, man. We one of us got in there, you know.
0: That is so amazing. Yo. That I mean, we're on yeah. TV now. We're in the Hall of Fame. What's next?
1: Oh, yeah. We we taking over the baseball. The baseball. Yeah, I take mean, it.
2: he's been uh, An all star. He's been a world champion. He got uh, he got shot in the ass. Yeah, oh, he's done oh it my all. God. Over, over he's girls, pretty man, much over done you it Oh Yeah, yeah.
1: But yeah, shout out to him. <laughs>
0: It's huge. He's doing a lot of, he's got a lot of accomplishments under his belt, literally, including some bullets, I guess. Oh,
2: wow. That was quick. That was quick, Rachel. That was quick. Thanks.
0: All right. And I'm multitasking at the same time. Okay. Frank, that's really great. I love that you call out like things on our culture. That's so important. You know, that's so good of you. You're in tune with our culture and where we're going. I
1: mean, come on, yo. I mean, we know it's, I mean, first generation, baby, we got to, you know. We gotta always call it out, you know? Yeah, yo. You got a baseball. Baseball's always, man. You know, I mean, you got you got a, you know, you got players from from all that in the countries, but Dominican Republic, I think, is maybe the top has to be in the top three as in terms of players right now. We're killing it.
0: Yeah, yo. Um, yes. is that all, Frank? You want them to follow. Yeah, tell that's them, to, it. tell that's them where it, to yeah. find you. David, you want them to follow you?
1: Um, nibs oh one two five. And if I can ever get my Twitter, Frank Boogie, you know, somebody out there from Twitter world, please help me out. I'm trying to get the Frank Boogie on Twitter, you know. That's my uh that's my Twitter handle I've from tried the very that. beginning.
2: I've tried I, I that know, I, to try to get a handle. You're not.
1: You're not going to get Can't get a handle it. on oh, your man. handle,
0: huh? No.
1: No, it, yeah, it, no, it's my name. Frank it, I don't know if it's a is that what it's called, a handle? No, that's my name name on on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Frank Boogie. So I'm trying to get, I'm trying I don't have the password. I can't get into it. Oh, you don't know? have
2: the password. That's completely I
1: don't different. have the password. So people
2: still, you know, You know, post you can stuff. find the password. Go to Twitter and be like, I forgot my password. And then, you yeah, know, follow the next step. There's steps. something
0: that says forgot password underneath like the box. Maybe you can click that and try. All right, or... I'm going to
1: look into that. I'm going to look into that. i will try to help again. you
0: if you want. Maybe I can help you remember the password, you know. We'll burn uh, one so and it'll come back.
1: It's been over
2: 10 years, Rachel. It's been a while. You haven't checked, checked your happened.
0: Twitter in 10 years?
2: Yeah. Wow. I, haven't. I, haven't. I bet you there's a bunch of like canc- cancelable <laughs> tweets from 10 years ago. But so my picture's oh, there with Frank still You know what's though, crazy? You know? Is I be
0: tweeting you. I don't know why, but I tweet you and I didn't know. A few
2: other people do. I
0: didn't even know that you've been dormant or not really. You're active online, but not really oh, there. Man. Yo, it's crazy. I That
2: oh, the inbox is stuffed. <laughs>
0: Frank is unbelievable. Frank is like half man, half amazing. So Seriously, like Nas. Okay, so I got some shout outs. Okay, first of all, you guys, I think I might have mentioned this, but I'm really excited about this upcoming event, Smoke Signals, that's happening oh, this Saturday, July oh. 30th.
1: Oh, it's uptown.
0: Uptown, baby. You would think I'm from the heights. i be up there more than I'm in Yo, Brooklyn. You gotta, you gotta know? get you an
1: apartment there. I mean, somebody gotta get you an apartment. There. I mean, an you're Airbnb. there all the time you no, know This makes what? no sense. Like,
0: I do need like a crash pad in That would be great, Frank. You know a guy. Can you find somebody that doesn't need like? I got a
1: few. I got a few places. We'll talk about it. You know. All right. That pose as like trap houses. You know, in the daytime, but you know, in the nighttime, they're open. You know, you can sleep. You know, know? if you could. Yeah, yeah, no problem.
0: If you could just find me a corner of your scaffold, I'll bring a sleeping bag.
3: (laughs) I tell everybody. I I tell
0: everybody (laughs) the story of you using your
2: scaffold as an outdoor living room. I've seen Frank t- I've seen Frank just like clop down on the floor of a, of a hotel. Oh, room yeah, I've seen that. And too. just go night Yo, you night. Know, just I go night night. I do it. I gotta do it wherever I gotta do it. Well, I
0: want you to do like, it this Saturday at <laughs> Chela's, Uptown, 3820 Broadway at 159th Street. Yo, it's Smoke Signals brought to you by Uptown's Mayor Led Black, okay? Right. Mr. Uptown oh. Collective, Mr. Moth Stories is now bringing the storytellers to the heights. So me right. and a few other people, shout out to Dot Shot It, Frankie Reese, Evelyn Indica, Zuri Pops from Harry, out oh, Harry, from Happy Monkey. <laughs> right. He's going to be, Monkey. yeah, Harry Monkey. That's like a character on like uh, uh, the new version of Three's Company. I don't know. Uh, so bad. Yo, wow. so like Zuri Pops from Happy Monkey is going to be sharing his story and myself as well. And it's brought to you by the Uptown Cannabis Coalition and our friend Bud. Butterfly Treats, okay? Shout out to Vanessa. And Aye. yo, this is going to be exciting. Smoke Signals, if I can tell you a little bit about it, is all about celebrating community, cultura, and cannabis. Guests will also be treated to a first look at what will soon be one of the dopest spots uptown, Chela's. This is the brainchild of Oscar and Joel Napa of Locksmith Bar. You all know Locksmith?
2: Oh, Locksmith. Yeah. Not too far Locksmith, from That's yeah. That's No, I get a lot of um, uh, Uber Eats from there. Well, oh, this yeah, new nice. spot. That's how
0: close it is new spot is the brainchild of the owners so chelas is a feast for the senses and promises some seriously outstanding peruvian food so come check it out come to my instagram the ticket link is in the bio at rachel la loca and the other thing i would like to say is i would like to use this podcast to just send out a note of condolences and a little bit of sadness about a super super duper comedy fan uh, and that became a friend who supported Hilarious, who supports the Bragging Rights shows, who supported Room 28. She came to mm-hmm. so, so many of our shows and she transitioned last night. And it's like a sad story. Uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Deb Napier, who Deb was a friend. She started out as a fan and she became a friend uh, because... Her love, her love was effervescent and it was clear.
2: Um, And she would. And she had a great sense of humor as well. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, she was an actor. She was doing her thing too. And then she got sick and she fell ill. And this whole thing just really transpired quickly. So I just wanna honor her name. And her soul, praying for her soul right now as it transitions. And uh, the comedy community, because I know a lot of us were affected by this, you know. Shout out to the Bragging Rights crew who knew her very well also. So, you know, let's keep Deb's memory alive. We will. I will just say that with every performance, I'll be thinking of her now and forever. Um, She touched me. So I wanted to just say that. I'm not going to cry. I did my crying. I just don't want to cry. I'm a little mad. It's fresh. It happened last night.
3: Yeah. Yep.
0: So everybody out there, cherish the moments, cherish your loved ones. Whoever you hug, give them a little bit of a harder hug. If you can.
2: Definitely. Definitely. Um, um, And just before, and uh, you know, I want to, her family, too. I just want to give um, a shout-out to her family yep. and condolences. And, yep. um, and before we go, just shout-out Paco De Pablo, our producer-supervisor. Mitzi Hernandez, our producer. Mitzi! PDP And Augusto Martinez, our audio engineer. The, August. This is, uh, th- this is how we do our show with, with them. So Always love. Without them, you're Nada. not going to hear nothing. Right. Nothing.
0: Well, I guess on that note, we out! Grah.